Hey, Charles Maxwood, I'm back here for the Developer Career Momentum Podcast. We're going to talk about how to get momentum on your on your career. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about what you can do to actually learn something new every day. So this is kind of one of the pillars. This is the pillar around learning skills, right? So as you pick up skills, as you go learn new things, as you kind of figure out what it is that you have to know in order to get the job you want, um, we're going to talk about how to get those skills. Now, um, I have an acronym for this, and it's, it's something that I've just kind of picked up, and, it, and so I call it the Hello World Method of learning something new every day. And the hello part is just kind of a whatever, right? Because hello world, right? But the world part, that's that's the acronym, right? And so it stands for watch, observe, read, listen, and do, okay? And so um, watch and observe, they sound kind of the same. I'm gonna talk through what the differences are. And I'm gonna go through them in order, right? Now, before I go through them in order, I do wanna point out that some people are going to gravitate more toward read or more toward listen or more toward watch or more toward observe, right? Um, I think everybody should be doing. And I think that's where a lot of the primary areas of learning are going to happen is when you actually do it. But in the meantime, right, some people really struggle to read. Other people, they just really struggle to have the attention span in order to watch a video that's more than a few minutes long. And so as we kind of work through the different parts of this, just keep in mind that you should probably be doing a little bit of all of them but you may focus on one area because that's what's most effective for you. So let's just walk through these really quickly and talk about the different methodologies and modalities for, for using them. And then what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit more about just how to learn something new every day and a little bit about what to learn. Um, I'm probably going to focus much more because I actually have a method for figuring out what to learn. And that's, uh, that's an entire podcast episode on its own. But we'll just give you some ideas because right now what I want you to do is just set up the habit, right? Just uh, schedule the time and set it aside and make sure that you're learning something new every day. So let's start with the hello world method and then we'll dig into how to make sure you're doing it, right? So, so the W is watch. Now, if you've gone and watched videos, you'll know that there are a lot of different kinds, right? So there are some that are tutorial videos, right? It's like, watch me build a thing or watch me use this particular tool, or watch me use this particular um, library, right? And so those are kind of more hands-on. You know, you may watch it, you may pause it. Usually when I'm watching it, right, I'll watch something and then I'll pause it and then I'll do it, right? And so I'm kind of doing the W and the D at the same time. Um, but there are others like uh, our podcasts are on YouTube, right? But it's mostly just video of us talking to each other, right? And so... Um, you can kind of see our expressions. You can kind of feel who we are. You can hear the tone in our voice and things like that. It's more of an L and less of a W, right? And then you've also got things like conference talks or meetups or things like that where, you know, you're going to watch a presentation on something, but it's a lot of times there's not actual code in there or it's really high level stuff where you get some code in it, right? And so as you're kind of diving into that and figuring out how that all comes together, what you're finding is you're getting, like I said, a lot of higher level ideas instead of the, the nitty gritty, here's how you build the thing, okay? And so at the end of the day, when you're watching something, what I recommend for watching is that if it's something that you're not as familiar with, you don't know kind of the fundamentals or foundations for it or things like that, then I highly recommend that watch is a good place to start. And you go pick up a conference talk or a meetup presentation or something like that, because those get those high level ideas. And then you can go watch some of the tutorial videos once you're ready to actually start doing, implementing, playing with it, 
and figuring out what how it all actually works, right? And so, so if you're doing watch, that's kind of the approach that I expect a lot of people to take, right? And then if you want kind of that personal, hey, I get to see your face, I get to hear you talk, right? It's it's almost more of a form of listen, but you know you can go pick those up for some of the other bits and pieces, okay? Um, the only other thing I can see is like sometimes there's news-ish uh, videos on YouTube and stuff, and that falls much more towards staying current, and knowing what to learn. But you can get ideas of things to learn from those. Okay, so those are the kinds of videos that you're typically going to be watching. Um, the courses, like I said, are fall under the tutorials most of the time. Um, to observe, now this is a little bit different, right? And uh, observation is when you're like pair programming, right? So you may not be writing the code, but you're watching somebody else write the code. Or another form of observe is um, going and seeing what people did, right? So a lot of times I'll crack open an open source library, right? And so R is more like reading text. Observe is seeing what somebody did, right? And so I'll actually break down, okay, you know, they did this this way. They've set things up in this manner, right? And so if I'm doing something similar, you know, it kind of parallels what they did, but, you know, I'm doing something different, right? I'm not solving the exact same problem, but I'm, I need to solve something in kind of the same way. Then a lot of times that's where this comes into play, right? So observation is, is a typical way of doing it. And this is also typically the way that people learn things at a job, right? So if you're a junior developer, you work on a team with people who are a little more senior than you, you're getting a little bit of mentorship, you know, they may observe you and give you feedback, but you may also wind up observing them and then doing some of the things that they do, right? R is reading. So usually that's blog posts or books. Um, I'm trying to think where else. I mean, sometimes white papers. Um, you know, you might read a transcript of something that you would otherwise listen to or watch. But, you know, reading is a terrific way to get into more depth, right? So blog posts are usually pretty surface level, right? So that, that's going to be your kind of introduction to stuff. But the books go into a lot of depth. And so, you know, you may pick up a book on a particular library or set of libraries or set of things that you can use in your development practice. And then they'll go deep into a lot of the areas that you don't necessarily see in a tutorial, right? Because they're just showing you the parts that you need to get a job done. You may not get those in the blog post because again, they're just showing you how to use the thing. But understanding the, the fundamentals and the underlying pieces of the technology really help in knowing, okay, this is exactly what I can do with it. This is what I can't do with it. These are the implications of doing some of the, the, the bigger things with it. And so um, reading a book is often a really good way to go. The only downside to books is that they take a long time to write and then they take some time to publish. And so by the time they come out, the information in them might be a little bit stale. Not always. And there are some books out there, especially around careers and growth and things like that, uh, programming practices as opposed to technologies that are sort of evergreen. They're around and they're useful for a long time. But just keep in mind that there may be new practices, ideas, or whatever in any area that you may need to go and keep more current on. And that's where you would go back to your videos, podcasts, and uh, reading blog posts in order to get kind of the more up-to-date information. Now, let's talk about listening. Now, usually when we're talking about listening, we're talking about podcasts, right? Um, you might have a talking head video on YouTube, or you might have an audio book. But those are usually stand-ins for one of the other methodologies. And so they cover kind of the same base, right? So listening is typically listening to podcasts. So interviews, uh, in-depth discussions about a technique, 
tool or whatever. And so as you're listening to stuff, you're, you're kind of picking up on a lot of the things that you get from watching or reading. The difference is, is that um, your brain processes the audit, audible signals different from how it processes when you're watching a video. And it processes different from when you're reading a book. And so I like this as a method to reinforce the ideas you're getting from the other methodologies or to kind of give you ideas as far as like what you want to learn or how you want to approach something so that when you go to the other methodology, like reading or watching or observing, you have this basis for what you're doing, right? And so um, all, a lot of these work together, right? So you may listen to a podcast about a topic and watch a video about the topic, right? And maybe read a blog post or two about the topic and watch somebody else building it or go look at the, the library source code, right? And then when you go do it, or when you're working with somebody else that you're observing, do it, that's when it all kind of clicks, right? So you, you're, uh, you're getting the knowledge from a lot of different places. And so I really like the idea then of using a world, right? Um, saying, hello world, I want to learn this. And using the entire world of, of information out there to, to grow. And so listening is, is another means of getting a lot of the same information. And then the last one is doing, right? So if it's a technology, it's building something with the technology it, or contributing to the source code of the technology is another method of doing, right? Um, if it's kind of a soft skill or some other, you know, so you're learning how to talk to people or coach people or hire people or things like that, right? Doing is actually, you know, practicing with people. And if with those, sometimes it actually helps to tell them that you want to practice, right? So it's like, hey, I read up on um, having empathy and it's an area that I want to improve in, right? So you talk to one of your coworkers, you tell them all this, and then you basically say, so um, I'm going to be more deliberate about doing these kinds of things. And I'd like your feedback on what, you know, what, when I say something that really resonates with you, you know, I'd like your feedback on that. Or if on the other end, right, if I say something and it comes off as insincere, or if it comes off as patronizing, right, I'd like your feedback on that. And so you can kind of get some feedback on your stuff while you're doing it. Um, as far as the tools go, it's the same thing, right? Um, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll get a little note card and I will stick the note card in front of me um, on my desk. And then from there, what I wind up doing is, you know, every time I have to do the thing, right, it's a reminder to me to actually implement the thing, right? So it's like, okay, hit this key command. The other thing is, though, is that um, I, I have a couple of examples on doing, right? One of them is um, I worked for a company as a contractor a few years ago, and the way that they worked was we would get on a go-to meeting call, which is not my favorite platform, but whatever. Um, and then what we would do is we would both SSH into a remote machine that had Tmux and Emacs on it, right? And so we would both connect to the same Tmux session, and that way we could both see and interact with the Emacs that was running in that Tmux session. We saw the same thing on both of our screens. And so, you know, my proficiency with Tmux and Emacs came out of just using it all day, every day, right? Um, I had you been pretty used to Vim before that. My Vim skills are now terrible, but um, my Emacs muscle memory is much better now these days. But anyway, um, 
you know, so that that's something that I picked up, right? And so I had an Emacs cheat sheet in front of me. And so I could remember and use the commands until I just got used to, you know, hitting the right keys to move around the screen and, you know, delete, move, cut, paste, whatever. Um, the other the other example is when I was learning Italian. So I lived in Italy for two years as a missionary for my church. And, you know, we went to eight weeks of, of uh, basically language training before we went out. And, you know, I, I got to be okay with the language, but it was completely different once I got out there and started learning it right. Then I developed the ear for the language. Then I developed the ability to actually speak the language without having to think the thought in English and then translate it to Italian. And so a lot of the learning is really going to come through when you can do that. And then what happens is, is then when you're working in a particular area, you go to a job interview or anything like that, and you're having a conversation with somebody and they ask you about something, then you're able to actually have the conversation with them. Oh yeah, this, 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 and this. And it's natural to you because you've done it so much, right? And so it's not just enough to kind of watch the video and say, oh, I'll remember this. That never worked for me in college, right? I had to do the homework. I had to do the exercises over and over and over again. And that's why I picked it up. So that's, that's what we're talking about there. Now, there, what about the rest of this? Learning something new every day. Well, here's the deal. One thing that I would do is I would go and subscribe to some of the newsletters out there about some of the topics that you think you want to learn better, right? So if you're learning React, I'd go subscribe to the React Status Newsletter or JavaScript Weekly or something like that, right? And then just pick one of the topics off of one of those and, and go learn more about it that day, right? So when I'm talking about learning something new every day, right? If you can read the blog post in 10 minutes and learn something new, great, right? You did it. If, you know, and then practice it throughout the next several days, right? Um, but if you're, if you're trying to figure out what to learn in a broader sense, we'll talk about that tomorrow. And there are a lot of great resources out there for that. But um, in the meantime, just get in the habit. The other thing that I recommend that you do is actually schedule a part of your day, right? So it could be during lunch. It could be um, in the morning before you go to work. could be, you know, in the evening after your kids are in bed, whatever. But take that minute to go and, and you know, do your deliberate learning and just make it part of your routine. And if you can do that, then you'll grow. And the thing that I found, and as I've, you know, listened to and read other books and, and listened to other podcasts, is that, you know, as I do this, my ability to learn things gets better, right? I'm exercising that muscle. But the other thing is, is that my ability to contribute in a lot of ways gets better. And so, um, and, and a lot of this idea, if you've read James Clear's um, Atomic Habits, or if you've read, uh, and we're doing this for the book club, is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I have it over here on my desk. Um, you know, it talks about how a little bit plus a little bit plus a little bit plus a little bit right over time adds up to a lot. James Clear says that if you increase your capacity by 1% per day in one year, it actually compounds to 37 times, right? And so uh, there's this idea out there of the 10x developer, and I don't know how you actually measure that, right? That's the real issue I've had with it is how, how do you know that I'm 10 times more effective than you at being a developer, you know? given that we may use different technologies and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, right? So if you're a third wrong, right? On a regular basis, you're you can still make that 10% growth in a year, right? Or that 10x growth in a year. And so there's no reason why you can't just learn something new every day and be progressing in that way. And the thing that I found is that as I did that, then people wanted me to be the team lead at my second development job ever. 
right? They leaned on me for a lot of the infrastructure, code infrastructure. I set up a Git server, I set up CICD, I set up a whole bunch of other stuff that we used on a regular basis at my third development job. And that was actually what qualified me to have that job in the first place. Wasn't my years of experience. My boss said that I didn't have enough years of experience for him to want to hire me, but I had more experience putting those other pieces in place than what he really wanted, you know, than anybody else. And so they hired me because they knew they needed it. Right. And so just by having the growth in some of these other areas really made the difference. And that's what opened the doors for me. Right. Um, when I started podcasting, I didn't know how to podcast. I mean, I, I learned a bunch of stuff from Greg Pollock. I learned a bunch of stuff from Cliff Ravenscraft. I learned a bunch of stuff from other folks. Right. And I don't think mentors in hella world anywhere. Um, you know, other than maybe observe. But the deal is, is that by going out and having those skills, it opened up other opportunities where I could then interact with people who are kind of at the top of that development game, right? So then I was talking to James Gray and David Brady and Avdi Grimm and a bunch of these other guys every day for years to level up my Ruby knowledge, right? And so I was a noob when I started, to borrow a term from my son, the noob, um, right? And I was a, a very experienced person after not very long because I was leveling up on a regular basis, talking to people who were levels and levels above me. And so all of this comes together just to say, look, you know, and, and those podcasts were scheduled every week, right? And then I had work and other things scheduled every week where I was trying out some of this other stuff. And so at the end of the day, that that's what, that's what I was doing. That's what I did day in and day out. And so if, if you can do it, if you can schedule that time to be learning on a regular basis, then what happens is, is you level up your skills to the point where it, you can go ask for a raise because you're contributing more at your company. You can go ask for a promotion. And if they won't give it to you, I bet there's somebody else out there who will say, oh, you are a person who's committed to learning this stuff and figuring it out. You are an asset and you will be more of an asset as time goes on and they'd be willing to pick you up. So anyway, at the end of the day, that's what I recommend for your options as you're trying to learn and grow. So go out and learn something new every day. I'm Charles Maxwood. And until next time, Max out.